righty. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you have read regarding the tobacco flavor ban, and you got an increased excise tax in this year's budget. Budget. What does it do to the market right now? Uh, what about tax dollars and jobs as far as those who smoke? Uh, no better person to bring on than Ken Soper. This happens to be president of the New York Association of Convenience Stores, the NYACS, as it is uh, in play. And uh, they plan to be very active uh, all during the process here of the budget. A lot of pushback on some of the new aggressive prohibition uh, and uh, this taxation. And if enacted, we'll get into that, Mr. Sopras. Uh, Kent, good to have you on the program. This is an important topic here and a lot of back and forth going on right now, right? Thanks, Jay. Yeah, no, I appreciate you uh, having me on right now. Uh, This is a a huge issue right now, not only for my members, but you know, for the state as a whole. And I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Prohibition doesn't work. Um, and if you take the emotion out of, you know, the issue and really take a look at the facts, you'll, say that this, you'll see this is not the right policy. You know, generally prohibitionist policies and the regressive taxes uh, that the governor has, has inserted only hurt, hurt small businesses, only strengthen the illicit underground market, and will eliminate jobs and at the same time have no meaningful impact on, on smoking rates in New York State. Um, you know, these prohibitions, what they do, uh, and we've seen one recently with, with flavored vape products that has failed completely, uh, it removes these products from regulated, taxed, tax-paying retail stores, like my members, and forces consumers to either access them in illicit retail stores, or uh, they go to any of the other states that sell, uh, that, that, that connect to New York, that sell tobacco products for much less. Or, you know, in New York State, we have tribal land. We have native land from, from Buffalo to Long Island, where you can go in and get cigarettes and flavored products for uh, much less because they don't, they don't remit the taxes. They don't pay, they, they don't charge taxes. So what you have is a situation where it's very easy as it stands for a consumer to uh, find their products without having to go through uh, the tax system. So when you take a whole other category of products, such as menthol cigarettes, which is one of the more popular products throughout uh, throughout New York State, wherever you, you, you look, um, and, and you say, well, we're going to do that so people will stop smoking, it's just not going to happen. Okay, and, you know, what we've seen with the vape ban from 2019 is it doesn't work. It, it hasn't worked. Kids smoke them. You, you can even see the advocates, you know, the numbers they give. They say, oh, a quarter of, a quarter of kids uh, use, use these products. Well, they're not talking about menthol cigarettes. They're talking about flavored vapes that are already illegal. Um, proving prohibition doesn't work. Um, you know, Jay, in New York State, you know, I represent the convenience stores. There are about 7,500 convenience stores in New York State from Long Island to Buffalo. We employ over 126,000 people. I'm not the whole story. There's about a total of 13,000 licensed uh, re- tobacco retailers all through New York State. You know, it generates over $1 billion in tax revenue from the counties to the state annually. Um that's all going to go away. And, um, you know, there's, there's no, there's no reason for it necessarily. It's, you know, 
even the governor's own budget folks have said, well, this is going to be a real big economic hit. You know, there, you know, we have estimated about $432 million in tax revenue will disappear over a year. Um, the governor's own estimates have the state losing uh, $150 million this year alone if the menthol ban were to go into effect and the tax increase um, implemented. And, yeah. and it, it, Go ahead. You know, there's... There's another element to this, too, in thinking about this, um, in the fact that, you know, you're looking at a listen market here for, for these types of items. I think of the criminal element. Yeah. I mean, what about enforcement? Enforcement already is the heads full, right? Is exactly. there anything of that nature as far as extra dollars going to some of these uh, enforcement uh, offices, sheriff's offices? I don't think they've got the resources. They, they don't have the resources. And they'll tell you they I mean, how does that come into play? Yeah, no, that's huge. That, you know, in New York State alone, about 54% of all cigarettes consumed are smuggled in. Uh, that number in New York City, in the, in the metro region, some have estimates close to 80%. So honestly, Jay, this is, what this, this budget proposal does is, says, you know, say you tell me not to do something, but you don't hire anyone to make sure I'm not doing it. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to do. And that's what's going to happen. Um, there, is no, there is no extra dollars uh, attached to this proposal for enforcement. Um, however... If you do look at the way the system works, uh, if, if your goal is to reduce smoking rates, we've done that. I mean, the, the adult smoking rate has dropped 2% over the last two years. It's down at 12%. Youth smoking is at 1.5%. It's because we, we check IDs. Okay, we've raised the age to age 21. And we are taking these efforts uh, within a legal system to reduce smoking rates, to just ban a product, it just it's a, it's, it creates a wild, wild west scenario. Um, and, and the criminal element is a huge part of that. Uh, it's, this is, this is, these are just popular, I mean, you walk down the street, I guarantee a pack of cigarettes that you see thrown somewhere doesn't have a stamp, hasn't been taxed, doesn't have, have, have any, any legal uh, marking on it. Um, and that's just the way, you know, it, that is a direct correlation to the tax and, and prohibition policies of the state. You know, also, you have to take into account the fact that New York State over the last couple of years has spent a lot of money and a lot of energy hyping up legal retail cannabis all over the state. Every, every week, a new, a new uh, shop opens up. Well, how is it possible that you can tell me that grapefruit and fruit punch and cereal milk on uh, pineapple and tropical uh, flavored vapes aren't geared toward kids, uh, but menthol cigarettes are. It doesn't add up to me. Uh, I'm not attacking, I'm not criticizing retail cannabis at all, but the fact is it exists. So it doesn't make sense that then you would tell my members, well, you can't sell that product. Now you're talking about costing the state a lot of money. Uh, there's no question. I think, you know, listen, we all know about our border states. People go to another state, maybe an Indian reservation, uh, and they'll go for there for the time being. But it's still going to cost the state a lot of money. You talk about lost tax revenues. Uh, you know, 
in in a fiscal year beginning April one. Who knows what happens four years or three years from now, twenty twenty five. I can't even imagine. But you know, you look at the long term effect here. You know, you talk. I I don't think it'll accomplish the stated goal of lowering rates, smoking wise. I'm talking in in the state. I think you'll create a disconnect. I think you'll create a disconnect. Between you know some of the marijuana stuff, the state cannabis policy, uh, I think you'll have some sort of a disconnect there. There's a huge disconnect, and and you know to talk about the tax for a second, the governor has touted this budget as a no tax budget, but has inserted one of the most regressive taxes in, that you can put in in a budget, and that is this dollar increase on cigarette packs. Okay, the the rich people, the the upper middle class folks, they're not going to feel impact by this. They're going to continue doing what they're going to do. Um, but this is a huge percentage of, of, of working class paychecks. Okay? So it's, just, it's, it's an unfair way to try to change habits. Okay? Why do the poor folks have to change their habits but the rich folks don't? It makes no sense to me. It really doesn't. It's uh, it's a little it's a little nutty, but you know we've tried to decipher a lot of this stuff in these budgets. Uh, but, uh, you know, listen, you're talking about a flavor ban, you're talking about an increased excise tax in in the budget, and it, to me it only strengthens the the illicit market. It really does. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, it's it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's a common sense type of deal going on here. We talk about it all the time, Ken. Final word, sir. It's common sense, exactly. You know, Jay, one last thing. You know, the state of Massachusetts did exactly this a couple years ago, and they have been regretting it since. They've seen an increase in, in illegal uh, uh, transit of cigarettes. They've seen the decreased budget um, or the increased budget hole. And Rhode Island and New Hampshire have seen an over 126% increase in the sale of their menthol cigarettes. Um, the same thing's going to happen in Pennsylvania. You know, from the North Country to the Southern Tier, there are about 3,200 cigarette tobacco retailers just across the border of New York State. They're going, you know, this is basically a jobs bill for our our contiguous states. Massachusetts did it a couple of years ago. They they actually became the first state to restrict the sale of of all the uh, flavored tobacco products, including menthol cigarettes. New Jersey, what, it was 2020, right? Uh, so in essence, that's what you have going on right now. So, uh, very, very interesting conversation as far as, uh, you know, the market and everything else, what it could lead to. I think, I think the overall theme here is, you know, people think it's going to cut down on the, uh, on the whole smoking aspect of it, you know, uh, but in essence, uh, to me, uh, you know, to me, it really doesn't have an, an effect on the number of people smoking. It really does. It won't. You know, at the end of the day, prohibition doesn't work. Question. And that's what we started the conversation with. You know, basically, you go back to prohibition. That's what it is, folks. Right. It just does not work. It does not work. To me, it empowers criminals. And it'll cost a lot of money to the state, millions of tax dollars, and does nothing to really stop smoking in general. Uh, well, we're hoping naive. to make that case up here in Albany. Yep. And we will... We will be watching closely.